Y'all know I'm that boy Bridging the gap between Wall Street and the streets Where they back against the wall Invent you, I had to invent me B said get information, she meant LLCs Put the world in your palm, you soon see palm trees What I mean taking place What's going on everyone? This is Brandon Alexander, founder and CEO of Inventu. This is the Inventu podcast where we speak to those people who invented themselves and in turn reinvent the world every day. Today we have a very esteemed guest, Devon Reeves, CEO and founder of the Von Group. So without further ado, I'm going to let you take it away, Devon. Tell the people a little bit about you, where you're from, um, and it will go from there. All right. Thank you, Brandon. Um, thank you for this. And thank you for having me on your show. I'm a fan of yours. I like what you're doing. Um, I definitely uh, follow you on Instagram. So I, I, I love what you're doing um, for, the, for our people. Uh, but my name is Davon Rees. I am, like as you mentioned, CEO and founder, the president and founder of the Vine Group. We're a boutique consulting firm uh, where we um, focus on uh, consulting or teaching people how to become successful and profitable hotel owners. Um, I recently uh, started a hotel ownership group and we actually partnered uh, with Nassau Investments and we acquired the um, 85 room um, home two suites by Hilton in uh, the lovely uh, Reno, Oklahoma. Nice. Okay, great, great, great. So let's talk about that deal. So you said it's based in, in Oklahoma. How many, how many units are, are in that hotel? um and 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 kind of give us kind of like the background of that one sure sure so it's 85 rooms or 85 keys um um i said for those who are not familiar home two suites is a sub-brand of the hilton Hil hilton hotels hilton hotels and resorts or hilton hotels they have probably over 18 about 18 brands and home two suites is one of them home two suites is more of a an extended stay brand meaning um, extended stay and have more like a kitchenette and they're just you know larger rooms and for folks who who want to who are staying at hotels for a project or for work um you know for you can stay in a hotel like that for up to a year and still be comfortable um because it has all the amenities that you need um if you would if you'll, you'll be at home and um like i said it's uh, 30 minutes about 40 minutes outside of oklahoma city um and it's uh uh, it's actually home to Route 66. So a lot of uh. in the I know, right? It's so, so <laughs> pretty cool. So, so it's a cute little quaint town, small community. Um, right, our our hotel is is, is right off the highway. Um, so it, it definitely, if you're just passing through or passing by, and if you and it's near a lake, Lake El Reno's there. So um, it's just if you want to get away, it's peaceful, it's quiet. If you like the Midwest. Um, it's just a, a, a great place for you to, uh, to, to relax. And like I said, it's about 30 minutes outside of, well, less than 40 minutes outside of Oklahoma city. Okay. Great, great, great. So I guess how much was that deal kind of take us maybe through a little bit of the capital stack? I know folks are wondering like how, you know, did she purchase a hotel, uh, things like that. So let's go through the financing um, portion. What, what did that look like? Uh, so I can't go through the capital stack, but it did. Um, we did acquire for eight point three million. Okay. Um. Yeah. And so for those people who are like, oh my goodness, why would you invest in a hotel right now? Why would you acquire a hotel? You know, the hospitality industry isn't doing well. And I tried to equate it to what the real estate market or the residential market looked like about ten years ago. It was pretty much a crash, and people 
so many people became millionaires and successful real estate entrepreneurs because of the last crash, because they basically bought distressed assets and they renovated them or they just held on to it. And then once the economy um, came back, then they were able to sell and make a profit. And um, same thing with hotels. Right now, the hospitality industry, unfortunately, is not doing well due to COVID, due to the pandemic. So a lot of hotels did have to either close or they have to essentially give their, their, the, the hotel back to the banks. And so there are a lot of distressed assets right now. And so there are a lot of other ownership groups like myself who are coming in there, they're buying distressed assets. But I like to look at, the, I always like to look at the positivity of everything. You know, when you come in and buy distressed assets, you're coming in and saving jobs. You know, the right. hospitality industry brings over 8 million jobs to the economy and that was pre-COVID. And so when you're coming in and you're saving these hotels and reopening and restructuring them, them, you're, that's essentially what we're doing. And that's what we did with the, with the hotel that we recently acquired. You know, we came in, we brought a new management company and, um, you know, they have the benefits now. They're able to, you know, take advantage of different opportunities that they did not, they weren't able to do before. So, um, um, so I'm very pleased about that, um, that that asset. We do have other hotels in the pipeline, so stay tuned. Okay, that's good to know. And kind of how did you get to this point? Was this your first deal? Uh, do you own, you know, maybe smaller, like single families, multifamilies? How did, what was kind of like your early beginnings in real estate? So I did not come from the residential side. My business partner, Jessica Myers, she actually started off as a wholesaler. So she started off as a wholesaler and now she's a hotel owner. But I actually started off my story. I started off as a front desk agent and I just kind of- At a of, hotel? Yeah, at a hotel. Yep. I got my oh, start wow. up at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta, um, a 1260 room hotel, iconic hotel, historical hotel. And I just, you know, just created my own path to hotel ownership. There wasn't really a direct path, a visual path. Like, like Google, you know, when I was coming up, Google wasn't as big as it is now. Like, oh, you can just Google this. Um, and so I couldn't just Google, hey, I want to become a hotel owner, right? And so um, I just essentially created my own path. And so I worked for third-party um, um, asset management groups or ownership groups. Mm -hmm. Basically, I was working on behalf of the owner. So that's where I learned about hotel ownership. That's where I learned how to, as you mentioned before, how to uh, create a capital stack, how to, you know, structure a deal, how to raise capital, you know, how to find deals, how to build relationships. And I was able to do that. Um, and that's actually how I found, um, you know, working with Nassau Investments. Um, I actually met them through relationships that I just developed from being in the industry for over 14 years. Wow, that's powerful. So you went from and and this is kind of, you know, one of those moments on Instagram where they're saying like, you know, how it started versus how it's going. Did you do one of those posts as well? You know what? I have to. I'm glad that you say it. Um, I do need to do that. So I did sign up as a front desk agent and how it's going is a hotel owner. So I do need to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm not the best when it comes to Insta social media, so I'm going to get better. So uh, that's my New Year's resolution for 2021. I was like, I'm going to get better. So I'm going to do how it's going. I mean, how it started and how it's going. So thank you for that, Brandon. Okay. Okay. Great, great, great. So you mentioned, um, you know, how to structure a deal, the capital stack and working with, you know, Nassau Investments. Um, so kind of Nassau Investments, who are they and kind of what was the role they played? Um, just just so our, our listeners can understand there's, there's multiple people involved in a deal. Sure, sure. So a lot of people don't realize this, that I, every hotel deal I've seen, 
it's always some type of partnership. It doesn't matter if they're a billion dollar company partnering with a million dollar company. It doesn't matter. It's some type of partnership. At very few where I've seen um, where it was just one particular entity. Um, I think I've seen it was like a Fortune 500 company and they just owned the, 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 uh, the real estate outright. They didn't partner with anybody, but they did bring in an asset manager to help. Um, and so essentially that's what we did. We partnered Nassau Investments. They're based out of Ohio. So shout out to uh, Mike Ely and Nate Berger, um, Nate Barger, and um, they're out of Ohio and their background, they actually came from single family and multifamily. And once they realized like, okay, hey, wait, what we're doing in multifamily and single family, it's the same headache, but if we do it in the hotels, it's more money. And that's essentially what I had to tell my business partner, Jessica. I said, hey girl, you wholesaling, flipping houses, you know, the same headache, what you're doing, let's just do it in hotels. Let's partner and do it the way. And um, just going back to the capital stack, um, hotels are very intensive, I mean, intensive projects, uh, intensive capital projects. So you'll probably need a lot of money to, to put down. So it was not like, hey, you know, you can walk with $100,000 and $50,000. And, you know, it, it requires a little bit more capital. Um, there are creative financing available, you know, as far as seller financing, you know, taking over notes. Um, so there's different things that you can that, that you can do, but it's always best to kind of work with an ex, uh, a, a professional or, or someone who knows what they're doing. But partnerships, um, I'm, I'm a big proponent of partnerships, um, meaning working with people because you, for one, you can't think of everything and people always compliment each other. So it's like, you know, maybe you partner with someone you have the experience, but then you partner with someone who knows how to raise capital or vice versa. You, you know, you know how to raise capital, but you don't have the experience or you have this this deal and you know you don't know what to do so you want to partner with somebody and you just combine forces wow and that's so powerful people a lot of folks you know um have the mindset of hey i want to do this all by myself just so i can keep all the profits um you know i'm, I'm not good at working in teams whatever the case may be but like you said you know most real estate deals are actually made up of partnerships right so in my past role as as a real estate auditor uh on, on the accounting side i got to you know review these company lps and 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 look at the you know who's the gp and and some folks are doing joint ventures and you know uh -huh. they're, they're bringing in capital partners they're raising capital whether it's you know reg a plus uh you know uh -huh. 506d whatever it uh -huh. may be um so so there's a ton of ways to really get into real estate, you know, for those listening out there, for that person who's listening and you're saying, wow, I don't have money. I don't have good credit. You know, I, I don't know anybody. Right. What would you say to them, uh, Devon, to like really start getting the needle moving? Oh, that's a great question. I actually offer um, on my website um, like a, a checklist on how to raise capital. Basically, because I get the question all the time, Dave, how did you do it? How did you raise the capital to acquire this hotel? So I finally put something together to help people to kind of, because um, you have to start from somewhere and mm -hmm. um, just basically give some tips as far as like, you know, things from, you know, creating a pitch deck, you know, really doing your education, forming your team, because people don't realize, you know, when you're trying to raise capital, um, people there, not only are they investing in a project, but they're investing in you. So right. some people think, oh, I mean, I know people who just want to buy a hotel and they want people to invest. And I'm like, well, do you have hotel experience? I mean, are you going to bring somebody on with hotel experience? Because hotel, and regardless if it's a hotel, multifamily, whatever, you need to have somebody on your team needs to have experience. Because we need to make sure that, because at the end of the day, the investors, the only thing they care about is getting their money back. Right. Well, I don't care how you structure it. I don't care the GP, the LP. 
everybody want to get their money back and they want to return. That's the goal, right? And so it was, it's a good thing that you mentioned as far as the structuring with the GP and the LP. You know, for those who don't know, LP would be more like a passive investor, silent, um, silent investor. Uh, GP, you are the ones that take on, you know, risk, um, essentially putting a deal together and raising capital from LP. So it just all depends on how you structure it. Same thing with the joint venture, meaning you're coming together, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to fit, you know, you decide on the equity split, but you're coming in as a joint venture. So I definitely uh, tell people to educate themselves on how they want to structure it and also work with professionals, work with someone who gets it, who understands it, whether it's illegal, you know, talk to your CPA who really, because people I've seen it where people, they cut corners in the beginning and then they end up spending more money in the back end. Right. Um, Because they're like, Oh, I can do it. I can, you know, I can go to Mrs. Google and, and, you know, she'll help me. Okay. Yeah. Mrs. Google only go by so far and you don't know how credible the information is. So it's just better to go somebody who gets it. They've done it before. Um, I even, you know, work with professionals, um, you know, like, Hey, you know, what are your thoughts on this? I want to be protected. You know, because not only do you want to be protected as, you know, the general partner, but you also want to make sure that your investors are protected. And that's what I tell the folks who want to invest with me. Hey, if this is if this is not the right fit for you, it's, it's fine. That's perfectly fine. I want it to be a win-win, you know, mutual relationship because hotels, that's it's a long-term investment. It's not a quick flip. So I tell people, you know, hey, if you're looking to, to, to make a million dollars overnight, that's not going to happen here. So it's more of a long term. Um, you have to have more of a, you have to be more of a patient investor when it comes to hotels and really commercial real estate. Um, so I never really got into the residential. I don't understand it because I've always been a hotel. I've always been in hotels. Um, it's just it's that's that's just not my thing. That's just not my criteria. And so I really tell people to start off with creating your ownership thesis. So doing what's right for you. You know, some people they don't want to do commercial real estate. They're good with their quick flips. They're good with wholesaling. That's fine. Whatever works for you, whatever floats your boat. That's what I say. If that's what works for you, then there you go. And some people who want commercial real estate who came from residential, they're never going back. They're like, uh uh-uh, I'm good. So it just all depends on what you want to do. And you have to figure out, you know, yourself, what's your investment strategy? What's your investment thesis? What's your criteria as far as, you know, you know, do you want to be a passive investor? Do you want to be you know, a general partner, all of those things. I say start off in the beginning. Like people, we, I see this so much, you know, and I think you do a great job talking about this, but I see so much on not your platform, but other platforms where people talk about, you know, entrepreneurship is great and, and which it is, but entrepreneurship is not for everyone. And another thing that I don't see that people talk about, people don't really talk about the hard work that it takes to get there, right? You, it's either two ways for you to be successful, really. It's either you do the work yourself or you pay someone to do it. It's really no in between. Yep. It's, it's no in between. And so people, you know, that I see people on Instagram and they flashing their cars and they flashing this and they flashing that. And I'm like, well, is, it looked rented to me. But from the optics, you know, people, they don't see that. They're like, oh, I want to be like this person. So let me invest in them because I'm going to become like them overnight. And then they get upset when it doesn't happen. This person, regardless if it's rented or not, they did the work to get it. Same thing with me. I did the work. This was a 14-year overnight success. This wasn't I woke up yesterday and I bought a hotel. Wow. So it's just now I'm helping people from what I've learned, my experiences, my mistakes. I'm like, hey, look, let me just create, let me just shorten your time frame of actually becoming a hotel owner. 
No, and that's so powerful. People definitely don't see it, you know, people. And that's why it's so important to to let people know, like, like your humble beginnings, where you started, the 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 hard punch you came through. Like, you know, um, like who would ever thought, you know, the, the front desk agent would end up owning the hotel at the end of the day. Right. And that's right. What Jay Morrison always does. Like he talks about you know, um, going in and out of prison to, you know, owning all these buildings, things of that nature. And, and I think people are able to be uh, more appreciative and more mm-hmm. responsive to your success when they understand your struggle, right? Like with right, right. And, and, and folks who just inherit money, no one's interested in, in learning really how they got their money or learning from them. But, you know, folks that they can relate to, right? And this is why people make purchases because they relate to you. They're emotionally connected to your story, things of that nature. Um, so right. yeah, yeah, guys, check out, you know, we'll, we'll get to, you know, her website, uh, we'll, we'll attach it later down below in the description, things like that. Make sure you guys definitely check out her, her website for that uh, quick cheat sheet on, on raising capital. And there's, there's a ton of different types of ways you can raise capital, right? Um, so, so I guess the next point is, you know, with hotel ownership so far, what, what was kind of the, the largest struggle that you faced in acquiring, you know, the hotel and then kind of now operating it? Um, the hardest part is is raising capital, really, um, because and then the thing is, once you do one, and I tell people this, once you have one proven concept, the next one gets easier and easier. It may be different, but it gets easier and easier. And so this particular deal that we did, it wasn't as hard is because, like I said, my background coming working into hotel ownership, being an asset manager. So the navigation, raising capital with my experience, it was just, it wasn't, it it wasn't as hard as someone, if it's their truly first time, first time, and they're just going in blind, right? Um, So it it did help um, having people, you know, with relationships, um, you know, asking a question like, hey, you know, uh, putting together a solid team, you know, people, people thought that I moved to Oklahoma when the news broke. They're like, oh. So you're Oklahoma? No, I'm still in Atlanta. We just hired a, a property, a management company to operate the day-to-day operations. Virtually. So they focus on the day-to-day operations. I focus more on the, 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 the strategic level. At the end of the day, my job is to make sure that the investors uh, get, get a return. So that's what I'm focusing on to, 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 to manage, to help manage the management company to make sure that they're doing everything in their power to operate um, the hotel so that way we can become profitable. Wow. And that's so powerful in terms of, you know, at operations like this, right? Most folks, when they start their business, they're by themselves. Um, They're doing each job, right? They have multiple hands on the pot and there's nothing wrong with that. But in order to scale up, you know, as Devon just mentioned, you know, it's important to really hone in on what you're good at and then delegate and leverage uh, yeah. other other folks expertise for the things that you're not necessarily good at or the things that you don't want to do like it would it would almost be way too intensive to be flying back and forth from you know Atlanta to to Oklahoma um every every week or even like every day just to you know manage the hotel right so everyone has a job and when everyone's executing perfectly, that's kind of when you see success, right? So, so don't be afraid to kind of maybe give up a percentage of that equity. Um, oh yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Speak on that. Oh yeah. Speak (laughs) on it. Go ahead. No, I mean, you, I mean, you, you, you spot on because 
a lot of people, they want to do everything. And I've even was guilty, you know, um, at one point, you know, trying to do everything. It's just like, you know what? You can't do everything. It's too much. It's overwhelming. And then you're stressed and you're tired and you really can't give 100%. So my dad, he did not believe in multitasking. And so when he told me this, I didn't agree with him. But now I do agree with him. So multi, you, there's no such thing as multitasking. And the reason why there's no such thing is because you can, if you're doing four things at once, you're not giving 100% to each task, you're only giving 25%. So I had to realize in order for me to really, really, really maximize my time, and my, 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 my success, I had to focus on one thing. So when it was time to close on this hotel, because before I should have closed on a, ho a hotel a long time ago, but I was so focused on closing this deal. I didn't do anything else. I was focused on this. I didn't, I didn't want to do anything else. I just wanted to make sure I get to the closing table. And, and that's what it's about. So many people lose focus right because they're worried about way too much and, and and then they're taking jobs away from other folks you know that that should be doing that role right so it's all about focusing in um i read this book called uh the one thing and it, it definitely changed uh my life and my approach to business you know as an entrepreneur as a creative you're you're thinking you have a hundred ideas a day right and it's only really you know once you understand what you're good at um, what you can actually make change in and actually, you know, what's, what's going to push the needle the most. And once you focus on that, you actually get results, right? It, you know, there's uh -huh. things called diminishing returns, right? So it's uh -huh. super important. And, and that's definitely a powerful lesson. You know, your father, your father taught you early on. Um, so are you, in, and I know, you know, with the Vaughn group, you're helping folks, you know, learn how to become successful hotel owners. Uh, do you have any, you know, if someone wanted to work with you, are you doing one-on-one -on -one coaching? Uh, how else can the people, you know, tap in with you directly? So I do, I will say I, my account is, it's getting a little busy. I do offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. I used to offer full-blown consultations. I now is just one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, where I'm just more of the connected dots to kind of walk you through the strategy. Um, I do offer educational courses. So I'll be having some rolling out uh, probably by Q2 of this year um, for folks who do want to do on demand. Um, I did just wrap up a group coaching call. Um, it, was a, it was like a cohort, four-week cohort, essentially. And so literally just walking through a group of phenomenal women um, and they're, they're, you know, they're in the process of trying to acquire a hotel. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm going to do that again this year because I want to focus on these, 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 these group of ladies um, to help them get to their, their hotel. Um, but yes, I do offer one-on-one. I do offer, uh, I'll have some educational courses. There will be a mastermind coming up later this year. So just if people are interested, just definitely reach out to me so I can add them to the waiting list for the mastermind. Um, excuse me, it'll be about probably like a nine month mastermind. And the goal of this mastermind is essentially when you finish, you should either become a, a an investor or a hotel owner. So, or at least setting you up where you're closer to becoming a hotel owner within 18 months. So those are probably the best ways to, um, to work with me. The one-on-one -on -one coaching is essentially like calls. It's like a one hour call. Um, I don't have the capacity uh, at, right now to, to full-blown full blown consulting. It's just more so 
just coaching and just kind of help you walk through with your strategy and everything or help you develop your strategy. And I can just, you know, plug you to the right people. I'm a connector. So I do refer people to, um, like, you know, if you need help with underwriting, I'll refer you to an underwriting expert. If you need a hotel broker, I'll refer you to a broker. If you need a lawyer, I'll refer. I don't even get fees from this. Like, it's just more like, hey, I just want you to win because when one of us won, we all win. So I'm just more of a refer person and just to, to, to help folks connect the dots. And I love that for sure, you know, because, and, and we'll make sure to link all of this in the description. Uh, once we, you know, get the episode out, people will definitely be able to tap in with you. But I love the, uh, the fact that you're, you know, connecting your network and the folks that I work with, you know, in our Inventure network, uh, whether it's, you know, creating, you know, our clients on the business plan end or the credit end. Uh, or even the launch strategy and uh, folks that are in our Inventure Wealth Camp. You know, I always say, you know, mi casa es su casa. Um, and, and the business translation is kind of like my network is your network, right? And and that's why this podcast is so powerful because with each episode, we expand our network, we expand our reach. And believe it or not, you know, your network is your net worth. And, and, and as far and wide as you cast your net is really, you know, how far you'll actually get, right? So, no, that's super powerful that you do that. And, and the fact you mentioned you don't actually, you know, take a percentage or anything like that because it's really just off the strength. So that's, that's truly impressive, um, you know, for sure. So, so what I want to do now is just where can the people find you online? Uh, they can go to uh, www.thevinegroup.com. I am on Instagram at Devon Reeves. You can find me on LinkedIn, Devon Reeves, um, Facebook, Devon Group. So, but all my links are just, if you just, if you, if, if you go to my website, everything is on there. I offer a lot of free resources on my website as well. I offer a five-step roadmap to hotel ownership. So I basically outline from the beginning to the end of acquiring a hotel. I offer a free resources guide, meaning, you know, uh, understanding the different terms, the different organizations, you know, the different brands, the different management companies. Um, and um, I offer even a free checklist of how to raise capital. So I provide a lot of good resources for you all. Wow, that's powerful. So you guys heard it. Uh, for those in who are reinventing the world and inventing themselves, uh, those of you in our Inventure Wealth Camp, definitely tap in with Devon, and we'll be seeing you soon. So thank you so much for joining us today. All right, thank you so much, Brandon. This was great. Thank you for having me. Y'all know I'm that boy, bridging the gap between Wall Street and the streets where they back against the wall. Invent you, I had to invent me. B said, get information. She met LLCs, put the world in your palm. You soon see palm trees. What I mean, taking place, deduct 50%.